Her Bold Story is a show that amplifies women's stories about leadership, career, empowerment, and everything in between. Hi, everyone. Welcome to episode three, and thank you for tuning in. I'm Inga Davids, your host. Some may say that empathy is a real weakness, but actually, empathy in your personal and professional life is a great strength. When leading from a space of empathy, it can foster meaningful relationships. You're able to understand others better, all while being aware of your own feelings to get to a positive outcome. And that's exactly what today's topic is all about. Being mindful about how we lead ourselves and others by tapping into empathy. I'll be discussing this topic with our phenomenal woman today, a businesswoman, social entrepreneur, and personal development coach. Welcome Islin Barnes to Her Bold Story. Thank you for joining us today. Thank you, Inga, for inviting me. I'm so excited to be here and I'm just really looking forward to everything we're going to talk about today. So thank you so much. No, thank you for sharing the space with us. So let's get going. Is how would you describe empathy? I think everyone thinks about empathy very differently. Yeah, how would you describe what empathy is, what it feels like, what it looks like? Yeah, so for me, empathy is being able to put yourself in the shoes of somebody else and to be able to connect with the experience or maybe what they are going through. And it's basically able to understand a different perspective and be open to a different perspective other than your own. Mm. And, and why do you think it's so, this point of empathy or being empathetic with ourselves and with others, why is it so important in the workplace? Yeah, it's so important because you're dealing with so many different people, right? Mm. And if you look behind each person, it's their upbringing, it's their experiences, it's how they woke up that morning mm. um, that they're bringing to work every day, right? Yeah. And so uh, over and above the, the stresses or the pressures that you have from uh, work and being able to perform, you need to know how to communicate to people and also how to lead and influence other people. Mm. And that's not only for, you know, if you are in a leadership position, but you can be influential and a, and a leader in whichever role, even being an intern, mm. um, a janitor, a tea lady. Mm. So you actually open up your own pathways for success by understanding people. You know, there's a saying that people do business with people they like. Yeah. And people like people who actually make them feel better about themselves, who make them feel heard, who make them mm. feel understood. And, you know, this is a lesson that I've just learned along my journey. I was not this, this way inclined at all. But when I started this journey of, you know, building compassion and kindness towards myself, mm. it allowed me to start under, understand other people a whole lot better. And when you become empathetic and you know how to, to channel it and to protect yourself in a way that you're not taking on other people's stresses, but you can rather use it to understand them that it can make you really influential and powerful in the workplace. Mm. You spoke about so many good points in just that comment, though. Firstly, around um, it doesn't matter where you are in terms of the hierarchy. We can all be yeah. influential. And I really want to touch on that. But also just a point around when we are empathetic and we're opening ourselves to, to understanding others, there's also this 
facet of needing to protect our own feelings or not carrying it mm. with us. The first point around being a woman of influence. Why do you think also being empathetic right now is such a hot topic in corporate? And why do you maybe think also we often view that when we think about leaders and leadership, we often never mm. think about it as leader of self. We always think about leadership as being leader of others. And you just pointed out now that actually empathy, no matter where you are, we need to practice this. Yeah, yeah. So the key thing about the workplace now is that, you know, your, your CEOs and your leadership executive teams, they are realizing more and more that people, especially the younger generation, they are becoming unhappy at work. You know, they are looking outward versus seeing themselves in the corporate setting or working for themselves and, and so forth. So historically, if you look at the history of the world, the history of business and the history of leadership, we've traditionally led with more character traits that mm. are, let's say, associated with a more masculine type of persona. Yep. So being, you know, decisive, taking action, Mm. moving fast regardless of what other people think of you and and so forth mm. and what's happening is the shift this they i think when businesses started to integrate more women into their boardrooms and into their leadership teams they saw the value that women brought mm. and inherently we come with character traits that are more nurturing that yes. are you know, more caring about the masses. And they actually saw how that diversity and the strength of both those type of personas made a company more profitable, you know, and made them more successful, made their companies more of, you know, places, best places for people to work kind of for thing. For sure, yes. So why that is important from a business perspective and from a leadership perspective is that they're realizing that, you know, leadership has different facets and we need mm. to be able to bring into those different facets to move with the times, to move with people, to keep our employees happy because people are a company's biggest asset. So people are at the core of everything that you do. And so this has now brought forth the need for more empathy in the workplace. And when I took on my first corporate job, in mm. a tech global tech company mm. and I had no tech experience I had no corporate experience and I had no sales experience which was the role that I found myself in mm. and I thought to myself how am I going to thrive yes. <laughs> in this situation where everything is unknown to me mm. and the one thing that helped me very much in, in my role and also helped me overachieve on my target was my ability to connect with people and yeah. luckily that came after a year that I spent out of South Africa. I was in the UK. I did my MBA. Mm. Um, but for me, that year abroad, it wasn't so much about the business skills that I learned on the MBA. It was the time that I took out to invest in my personal development and understanding people and having self-compassion and empathy for myself. Mm. So when the opportunity came for me to move into corporate, Literally, just because of the way that I was present for people and I literally would meet people and say, okay, you know, get to know them. How's your day? What's happening? That people actually wanted to work with me or they wanted to work for me or mm. they just wanted to contribute to my success. And I know that my first year of success, you know, overachieving on my sales target was not so much about the, the hustle and yeah. the bustle that comes with sales. 
but it was more around connecting with the people in my team. And it's not like they reported to me. Some of them were older than me, but connecting to them, understanding them in a way that they wanted to become better versions of themselves and they wanted to contribute to this business goal that we had. I completely, completely agree. It's sometimes so often overlooked, like just taking the moment to get to know someone, to tap into what they're about, what they want to achieve, and then having this mutually beneficial relationship on we can both see each other and we can both try to help each other. There's so much power in just taking a moment to connect with somebody before saying, so this is the sales target and this is why I'm speaking with you kind of thing, like jumping right into the work. And I know when I started corporate as well, I found that quite interesting, like those different personalities. Some people are very open to do the, hi, how are you? How's your day going? And other people are just around, so what's the agenda for the meeting? Has that shown up in your career as well? And how have you maybe overcome that? So two things on that, Inga. Number one, I used to be that that, that type of person like that. I was like all about the business. Like, Mm. okay. And I remember specifically when we, when I started Dream Girls, you know, my nonprofit organization, I was all about business, 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 you know, yeah. and hardly about the person. But my journey, I guess, led me to unpacking that part of myself and learning from other leaders and mentors mm. and coaches that I then developed this side of myself now, you know. Yeah. So I know what it's like to be on the other side. And But I think when it comes to dealing with people like that, mm. So, you know, people will always respond to you when you speak their language. So it's very important. The empathetic tool is really to pick up when you're communicating with someone, notice what their vibe is or what their style is. Mm. Um, And if they are jumping into facts, 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 then you know that that's their personality type. So speak to them in that language. Speak to them into facts, numbers, whatever the case is, because then once that's done, you'll actually find that they open up a little bit more. And that is, that is one of the key things about being uh, empathetic because it's not about you and how you communicate, but it's about tapping into the other person. What is their style? You know, how do they prefer communicate to? And adjusting the way you lead, influence, communicate to meet them where they are at. Mm. No, I, I completely agree. And you touched on a good point around awareness. Because um, yeah. like you were saying, in the beginning of your journey, you might have been very business orientated in terms of let's get the delivery done. This is why we're here for the meeting. And then you spoke about the fact that you had coaches, mentors, individuals that were invested in your development and seeing you rise. So did they bring about that awareness? Did those people also have a a hand to play in you coming to the point of, I actually need to be more aware of how other people want to be communicated to and adjust my communication style accordingly was that an awareness yeah. journey that you had to come to yeah so I mean I learned from my mentors and my coaches not by them actually directly addressing this particular issue mm. but just for the example that they said so many of my you know my mentors and my coaches I used to invite to you know workshops to speak and and so forth and that's the biggest mm. thing about leadership eh? it's it's not telling someone how to be but it's just living and breathing that behavior, that example. So there was a lot that I just picked up from the people of influence in my life. Mm. Um, And then also being aware, you know, noticing how people responded 
to me or to that harsh part of me yeah and seeing a common trend and asking myself okay what can i do better yes. and then also um yeah educating myself through leadership books i read quite a bit and you know those three things combined is kind of mm. what spurred my development and my curiosity to develop myself more mm. and also i guess with what comes with awareness is then a either manifest, I guess, into a bit of mindfulness because you have to be mindful around how you are communicating. Is the style appropriate? So do you think to be an empathetic leader, do you think mindfulness and empathy go hand in hand? And yeah. why? Yeah, I, I definitely think that it goes hand in hand. If you look at mindfulness, it's really about taking note of everything that you're doing and the effect that it could have. And I was actually having a little chuckle to myself because as I had lunch today, mm. I said, I'm going to have a mindful lunch. So I literally, my phone is in the other room. I don't have the TV on mm. and I made myself some soup, dish the soup. And I literally just sat here and ate my soup. But as I was eating it, I was like imagining the soup going down my throat mm. and like nourishing my body I was thinking about the vegetables in the soup. Where did it come from? Who planted it? I was mm -hmm. grateful for all those people who are working hard on farms and so forth. You know, so it's, it's really about going deeper into that. And if you look at the empathy again as well, it is about having that deep understanding for other people mm -hmm. as well. And it's saying, you know, not just taking what we see with our eyes, that is probably about two to five percent of what is really happening so it's about how to take your awareness deeper you know when you communicate with someone it's not just about what they're saying it's their body language it's their tone of voice it's you know you can you consider all of that so somebody could be telling you hey um you know i'm really happy with my job but in their eyes you can see uh-uh do you know what i mean so it's, it's about developing a deep awareness mm. yeah. For sure. I couldn't agree more. I think that's the thing, right? Sometimes we, I guess, when we're not mindful, you just go into this padded fashion question, answer, question, answer, and you aren't even mindful around what your body's doing and what you are actually communicating with your body language. Yeah. Um, and I guess that often happens when we're under pressure. And as leaders, and you'll know from, from being a multifaceted woman that you are, there are many things pulling sometimes at one point in time that needs your attention. And sometimes showing up as an empathetic leader or communicating in a mindful manner, even when you are under stress, can be difficult at times. How, how yeah. have you maybe managed to, even during that point of being stressed or under pressure, how do you continue to always show up consistently as I'm Islan, I'm empathetic, I'm in the present and I'm here for what we're, we're doing and everything else right now I can set aside? Yeah, so this has been my, my biggest development area over the last year and I'm deepening more into it, you know, now um, mm. because I remember also before I used to get like very impatient, especially like when you're typing on the computer and, so, and you're like a random text comes through from and I'm like oh my goodness can't you do the research yourself like that's your natural <laughs> reaction right but I think because um I focus so much now on regulating myself and of understanding you know things like how your nervous system works how you mm. respond to things and so um I have a lot of mindfulness practices 
meditation practices and there's a lot of beliefs that I've changed that has helped me bring more ease, flow and grace into my life and how I now respond with people. So, mm. so that is almost an issue that I, I don't struggle with anymore because it's like I almost don't get stressed anymore because yes. I know that if I'm in a state of stress, it's not going to benefit anybody. Mm. Well, you know, I know myself Yourself. and my yeah. threshold, you know, there are a lot of people who thrive with stress and they can perform really well. Um, but mm. because I know where my threshold is, I have my, you know, my habits that I have in place, which is mindfulness, meditation. I listen to binaural beats while I'm working. Um, mm. I use a lot of essential oils to keep my, my system calm. And then I also use, I drink a lot of adaptogen teas. And adaptogens basically help your body respond to any type of stresses. So mm. it could be in a tea, it could be like medicinal mushrooms, it could be in your food. Mm. So I've learned quite a bit about adaptogens and I use that daily. So all things now considered, my system is a whole lot calmer and I don't really get into a point of like stress and franticness so that I'm also able to deal with others better. Mm. That maturity to take the time for yourself to figure out actually how do yeah. you respond and what works best for you to actually bring like yeah. your full self your best self in every situation is extremely enduring because I don't think we take the time to actually figure those things out. We're often just in the race. We're in the race mm. of I need to do, I need to do. And then we just don't take the time to actually figure out, okay, if I want to be all of these things, what's the best way for me to adjust my lifestyle so that I can actually manage all these things and then yeah. show up consistently, constantly as I want to. I love that moment of taking time and figuring it out it's part of that we can't just continue to want to achieve things without figuring out how's the bit like the sustainability aspect i know that's a big thing i think lately for yeah. you around just being how do you make your lifestyle more sustainable in terms of how you approach everything mm. but you know i think it's also the different stages of your life you know i i think for me i also realized in my 20s and leading up to my early 30s I was a very achievement focused mm. so that was my priority True. achievement and doing well and and so forth whereas now I'm gonna be 36 next month and um, for the last I think year and a bit mm. my priority is my health and my wellness yeah um, because I also just realized that if I get that right the way that I work is is just a lot more impactful and less stressful mm. Mm. yeah that's so true around the stages of where we find ourselves but I, I think to your point of being in your early 20s we even though with being achievement focused I mean we know young people young professionals are experiencing burnout because we think we must just always achieve and we don't know the other part of success and achievement is taking time for yourself um, mm. and recharging and having a balance which I think is something that I know you like you're saying that's what you strive for right now that is it's almost like a flip if you are feeling good and you're feeling well everything flows from that space and comes more naturally I mean is with you stepping into mindfulness and a space of empathy how has it actually served you leading from that space because I think also with you mentioned it in the beginning, woman, it comes naturally to us. We, we nurture as we caregivers, 
uh, we're concerned for others. But often, sometimes maybe leading or leading from a place of empathy, others can think we're overly sensitive. Um, mm. So how is that? How is leading with mindfulness and empathy served you? And maybe in those moments where people thought you were maybe overly sensitive, how do you deal with that? How do you navigate that space? Yeah. So you're right. As as women, we are, you know, caregivers, nurturers and so forth. But also one thing that, and this is generally speaking now, mm. another thing that women do a lot is to take everything personally. True. And you see that that is where the, the main difference comes from mindfulness and empathy and so forth. And I remember when I did a course about four or five years ago, it was focused on, you know, neuro-linguistic programming, how we speak to ourselves and, mm. you know, how that creates the results in our life. And yeah. there are a couple of principles that we speak about. And the one principle is that every action has a positive intention. So what that means is that everybody that sometimes you think does you wrong, whether it's uh, somebody in the workplace or somebody that's broken into your car, and it can be, and if you can, it can be quite a harmful and a traumatic thing. But yeah. if you realize that every action has a positive intention, you realize that the action that that person took, it came from a need, a positive need to protect themselves. So, you know, changing your perspective on things. So even if you maybe find someone in the workplace that is constantly trying to break you down or sabotage you, that's not a nice thing to go through. Mm. But to take a step back and to realize, you know what, this person is doing this action because we only do what is good for ourselves. Yes. You know, but, you know, maybe they do need to feel noticed or maybe they need, do need a chance and so forth. But it's to take yourself out of those situations and place yourself in understanding and empathy for others. Because when you, when you do that, that is when you are in a true place of power, when you become the observer of your life, of the situation that is going on, rather than someone that's absorbing everything and being like, woe is me, the whole world is falling <laughs> apart. Do you know what I mean? And associating totally. with, with all of that, that is when you become a really powerful leader and a woman. Mm, yeah, that, that awareness that it's, yeah, it's not all about you. And sometimes, you know, coming to your point around, we only see 5% of what someone is experiencing. There's this whole storm going on with them. And to be mindful yeah. that the way they're communicating is probably not about you in this moment. Yeah. Uh, there's something happening with them. But also if you take a moment to just realize that's how they need to communicate right now. But you can, you almost have that better re communication or resilience with yourself when you are more empathetic because you're not taking yeah. on, on everything. Yeah. Which, I mean, that's a good point around how do you not, how do you actually not let, when you're an empathetic leader, that every... Yes. Because you are aware all the time. You're going to think, oh, Inga's having a bad day. She just got this hectic feedback from a stakeholder. You know, she's not going to maybe be on top of a game. And then maybe it's someone else in your team also going through some stuff. And it's all on your plate, I guess, as a leader or even as a peer to help your other peer out around, I'm going to be here for you. But how do you almost like protect your own self and space when you're wanting to be, in a way, a care caring and mindful yeah. of someone else but you're also like but who's gonna do be that for me in a weird sort of yeah. way like who's also gonna hold yeah. me when I'm trying to be all these things for everyone else 
Yeah, and this is a conversation that I often have with actually a number of friends of mine who mm. we've, you know, on our journeys, we've become more empathetic, more sensitive to other people's emotions and, yes. and energies and so forth. And I mean, shoo, there's been days where I literally like go to bed and I feel like I've got the world's mm. you know, challenges on my shoulders and I'm, I'm feeling everybody's hurt and everybody's mm. pain and literally... Um, so I actually use some of my NLP tools to protect my space. Mm-hmm. And basically how it works is that, um, you know, imagine a, a huge bubble around yourself, like a okay. huge bubble, and you turn that bubble into any color that you would like it. So my mm-hmm. bubble is, is gold. Love it. And um, uh, there is a whole process to go through. I'm just giving you the highlighted versions now, right? So mm-hmm. you, um, you have this bubble and it also has a shield. So mm-hmm. you can even imagine, let's say, a negative thought, a negative energy, a negative person trying to break you down. And it literally, you imagine that as maybe like a, a black piece of ink trying to get into your bubble, yeah. but you just picture it off it. Mm-hmm. So basically in, in NLP and in my personal development coaching, I also teach people how to protect their space. So, you know, so I've got like a a sphere of excellence that I operate from. Mm -hmm. So especially like even if I'm coaching people or, you know, seeing maybe a friend who I know has got lots of issues. Yeah. I basically anchor myself in my sphere of excellence Mm -hmm. so that I can listen to her, but Mm -hmm. not take on the energy of maybe what they experience. So you, in that way, you can still be empathetic and lean your heart out, um, but not, Take it upon yourself. Yes. I like that. Because I think that that's where people gravitate towards. Like I need to do something. I need to physically, I can hear Islan's pain or issue, but then Inga is inclined to want to like, okay, Islan, do you want to have a chat? Do you want to have coffee? How can I help you? Like tangibly, how can I help you and move you into a better space? But I think like you're saying, sometimes it's just being present in the moment, having the conversation and then letting them do the work um, without you taking it on to be like, I need to help, like physically help this person tangibly to get out of wherever they find themselves, Um, which is a good boundary to have when you are being a leader so that you're not overcome with this heaviness of how can you help without doing the work? (laughs) Because everybody has to do the work themselves. And you won't realize, Inga, how much sometimes it just means to someone just to offload or to hear mm. them speak. They might have been going through everything in their minds, but having that coffee with you and saying, you know what, I'm going through this. And then in that, they actually realize maybe some of their own solutions to what they've been going through. And this is something that I've really, really had to learn on is, is more and more taking a step back, more and more just observing and being present for them holding space for others as opposed to thinking that I need to fix everything and I want to help because that that is my yes. natural nature most of us are like you know most of us yeah. women are like that it's like if your sister came to you with an issue you would right. want to fix right <laughs> so learning to let go and also um you know allow people to develop in their own journey is also quite a big thing mm. Mm. cuz i mean we have intrinsically learned to want to help others but now we kind of have to unlearn that and for certain moments or times where you're like actually you need to 
need to go through your journey, but I will be here and maybe I'll coach you or you can, you know, I'll hold the space with you, but I can't actually walk your journey. I can't well, help Or even you. let me know if you want the help. I, 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 mm, this past week, I've had two conversations with friends where they were telling me, you know, they were opening up to their friend or their partner mm. and their partner or their friend came back with like all these unsolicited advice. Mm. And they said, oh, that's true. you know what, I think, you know, always let the people that you love know that if you want help, if you want my advice, if you want my coaching, let yes. me know. But put it in their hands as opposed to offering that unsolicited um, help because sometimes that is more damaging to them. Yeah, such a good point. Again, that unlearning because we're all quick to offer options, but not quick yeah. and willing to listen. I think that's the thing. We're always listening to provide advice, but not listening to understand or listening to really like just be, just be in the moment of listening um, yeah. and being mindful of that. But a lot of that, I guess, also comes down to a bit of the egos that we sit with when we're speaking about empathy and mindfulness. Because maybe when we, like we were saying, with empathy, we're coming across as more nurturing or understanding but I may be sitting with my ego right now because I'm supposed to in this moment come across as more I don't know direct or whatever because I want to be seen as something I want to be seen as a true leader a leader with characters of a more masculine type let's say but sometimes our egos I guess or the way we want to be perceived often gets in the way of our best work um, has that, how has that maybe shown up in your journey? Um, or maybe how have you maybe seen other people also struggle with egos being almost like the villain of their best work? Yeah, yeah. And I think it's, it also comes back to awareness. It was something I was thinking about last night as well, where a lot of the things that I did, you know, in previous years, if I look back on it now, although it maybe had great results, it it was coming more from my ego or coming from, which can be quite an empty space mm. versus coming from, you know, my soul and my real intention. And, and with that, I will say, look, having the, the masculine leadership skills, that's a good positive strength. Mm. You know, sometimes you've got to step more into your masculine. Sometimes you've got to step more into your feminine. Sometimes it's both. Mm. And they are all good and they're both complementary you know, but the one practice that I have now that has kind of shifted that for me, like whenever I come up with a new business or a new idea, or, you know, when I'm participating in podcasts or talks mm. and stuff like that, and I ask myself and I'll, you know, write other stuff. And I said, okay, is this coming from my ego, which is, it's very selfish. It's quite individualistic mm. and so forth. Or is this coming from my soul? soul is more about it's about service it's about others and so forth so you Inga even in the capacity that you are holding as someone who is interviewing or telling mm. stories sharing stories yes some you you want to show up as strong and direct mm. and independent because Correct. that is what is going to bring out the stories that your followers need to hear mm. so you know so you know that that is coming from your soul it's not coming from your ego mm. do you know what I mean so yeah so a basic practice is just to whatever you want to do, whatever dream idea that you have, go back, quickly reflect on it and just ask, is it coming from my ego or from my soul? Because mm -hmm. I mean, even for someone like me, you know, when I talk at events, I want to show up in a certain way. But yeah. the important thing is 
you know, am I, is it this for my egotistical self or is this for my soul self to be of service to others? Mm. No, I think that's such a brilliant point around actually just being of service to others because that, that goes extremely hand in hand with being empathetic and being mindful because you're always serving the other person that you are holding the space with. And I think how, how have you, has, as I guess being a servant leader, if I can categorize your leadership style as that, have you always been in that space of wanting to serve others or has that also been a journey for you? to come to that yeah. space? I think I've always been in, in that space. It's part of my, my personality, part of how I grew up. Mm. Um, but I think more and more I'm growing into what that actually means. But the important thing that I will say about being a servant leader is to also know when it's time to kind of take a break to serve yourself. Because I have been in positions where I gave so much of myself that I didn't spend enough on, you know, filling my cup. Mm. And, you know, and, and especially over the past two years, that's what I've been focused on is, you know, taking a break from, I mean, at one stage I was involved in so many different charities and mm. NPOs and speaking everywhere and, yeah. and all of that was great. But there came a time where I had to say no to everything and, you know, and literally sure. like, for example, starting, I think, October last year, I had all these great events and podcasts and media interviews that yeah. were contacting me. I just couldn't show up for it. And then eventually I told myself, you know what, you can't show up for it because you need to take time yeah. for yourself. Mm. And that's why I've become so passionate about self-care now and pouring into yourself, specifically when you are a servant leader. Mm. Um is to know when to point yourself because I know for a fact that whatever I do next, I'm going to come out, you know, even bigger, making a bigger impact and being able to extend everything that I've learned to so many more people. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. No, I, and I know that's what the year has been for you. I mean, we were chatting last month or the month before and you were just like, no, things are lining up. Things are coming to, to you. Um, yeah. Like that moving with intention wanting to move from a place of your soul, from a place of goodness, from a place of like wholeness in terms of your energy. And then everything just like aligns perfectly, gravitates towards you and, and you're ready for it on your terms, um, which is a Definitely. very empowering space to be in. But yeah, and I, I loved what you said around just taking the time for yourself, which I guess leads me to my next question around what practical ways or practices, because I know you have many practices, um, can listeners maybe start to be more mindful and more empathetic towards themselves and also those around them and even those that they lead? What sort of good practices can we start doing today um, after the podcast, over the next few weeks? Yeah, so, so one of the things that I would recommend is to write down anything about yourself that frustrates you or irritates you <laughs> or that you want to get rid of. That list is long, um, Aslan. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. It can be very long. What I've learned is uh, a very good phrase and you can kind of combine this with um, a technique called emotional tapping technique okay. um, because often we not only hold stress in our brains, but in different parts of our bodies, like in our mm. back, when our back tenses up, our lower back, sometimes mm. our legs are sore. 
And sometimes our facial expression, like if you took a photo of yourself, maybe when you were preparing for exams, you know, <laughs> you know, and then you take yourself coming back from a holiday in Bali Oy. and you look at that picture <laughs> and you will see how you hold stress in your face, right? So, so the one thing is you make a list of everything that frustrates you about yourself. And now this is where you are going to develop compassion and kindness for yourself, mm. right? And you're going to say, there's a technique that goes, the emotional tapping technique goes, and well, first the sentence says, even though, like my, my latest one though, is yeah. even though I have been procrastinating, I deeply and profoundly love myself. Ooh, that's okay. good. So now the idea is that you honor all parts of yourself, not only the things that you like and so forth. So it could be, you know, even though I'm struggling to believe in myself right now, I still deeply and profoundly love myself. And the one thing that I want to say about affirmations, I know that sometimes people get, there's a lot of pushback around it because when people say it, they're like, no, but I feel like I'm lying to myself. I don't love myself. Mm, and that's you've true. got to remember that when it comes to affirmations, it's about calling in what you want in your life. Who okay. do you want to be in the future? So even if you don't feel like you love yourself right now, when you say those words, you are training and you are reprogramming your brain to mm. believe it. So at first, it will feel completely unnatural. Uh, yeah. You will feel like a fool. Um, <laughs> but then it starts becoming easier. And then eventually one day you wake up and you realize that you actually do believe it. So sure. you, you can mm. do this by looking into a mirror and go through your list. And if you can, I mean, I know this is a podcast now, so you mm. can't see my actions, but you can tap yourself in different points of your head and your face and you say, even though I am bad with time, I deeply and profoundly love myself. Yeah. And saying this into your system is slowly going to start reprogramming it for a different belief set. Sure. And, and what does the tapping do is? Yeah, the tapping basically releases toxins. It releases emotions that are stuck. And um, I encourage everyone to, uh, if this is something that is of interest to you, maybe go mm -hmm. and watch um, a few videos on YouTube so you can actually see how it's done. I know that there are some applications. In fact, actually in the week, I had a few girlfriends over for dinner at my yeah. place the other night and we ended off our session with a tapping session. You know, uh, Inga, the biggest thing about this and why it is so powerful is because when you learn to love all parts of yourself, mm -hmm. um, you know, even the parts that you think irritate you, even yeah. the parts that you think are holding you back, that is when you develop compassion and kindness towards yourself. And when you are kind towards yourself and compassion to others, you naturally become that way to other people around you. So true. And also when you say that, I think of myself and I'm like, I guess, yeah, so everyone's on a journey towards compassion. And once you are more like aware of yourself, aware of how you respond to things, aware of your environment, then you yourself, when you're speaking to somebody, are more empathetic to them also. It's that journey of like the more compassionate you are with yourself, the stronger that trait or skill of empathy becomes to mm. others also. Because you actually have to give to others I guess, as well, because you kind of can't give compassion when you are not compassionate with yourself, which is like a massive mic drop 
for me <laughs> right now yeah. that it's a journey of getting there that because mm. i guess some people also think being empathetic or showing sensitivity or compassion is very uncomfortable for them it's like not a thing that they really want to step into yeah. because but then it might speak to something that's happening internally around why you're not willing to go just there but like peeling back the onion slowly yeah. to get to that point of compassion but i love that you and your girlfriends did that that makes me want to do that with my girlfriends now i'm like that's such a it's a nice really way to nice. end it's a nice way to yeah, end the there's, night there's an app and you can just and you just follow the app what it says but it was such a beautiful way to end our evening yeah it just also grounds everybody in that moment of compassion that yeah. is awesome so so i like that just that tapping into yourself around being more mindful being more empathetic being more compassionate but as i also know you very much into oil like you said you very much into oils in terms of calming your system and and creating a space where you can also hold a space of excellence for yourself yeah why is it important that we start tapping into those sorts of practices yeah. also around oils um herbs What's the advantage of doing yeah. that coupled with leadership styles and just being more effective? Yeah, so all of these new habits or even states of being that I hold today mm. came from a space where I was very stressed out, mm. very anxious, had sleeping issues for most of my life. Sure. And then as I said, you know, all of this also contributes to my leadership style. As I mentioned, I used to be very abrupt, very mm. like business focused, not people focused before. Mm. Um, and it's been a journey for me. So for me, I actually got to a point where I realized and a lot of people actually don't realize it, but our central nervous systems are actually fried because mm. of technology, because of the fast pace that we're living at, because of all the processed food we're eating, you know, our, yeah. you know, general lifestyles have contributed to us being in a state of anxiety and stress, mm. right? So what we've got to realize is that we are a whole system. There's the mind, there's the body, there's, you know, your spiritual and your emotional aspect. Mm. Um, and for me, the realization is for me to be in a state of excellence, to give of my best self, to make my life as most meaningful as I can, and to live to my highest potential in every area of my life, I need yeah. to upgrade myself. Because um, I think that's also what coronavirus has taught us. You know, it's, mm. um, it's a virus that came and it really forced the entire world to look at their, their health and reflect back on the year as well and mm. say, look, what, what habits am I doing? Like, what are my intentions actually? Do you know what I mean? Were you spending because, your time? Um, your energy. Yeah, because otherwise you're just on like a hamster wheel and, and you're going. So what I also realized is that success is not just going to come from my brain and what I've studied and all the books that I've read and, and mm. so forth. But success also comes from my state of being, how I show up for others, how I am present with you. So to do that, I've got my mindfulness practice, yes. but then also I need to look after my health. Mm. And so for my health, the journey has been, um, you know, infusing more essential oils into my um, daily routine and it's impacted everything. Like yeah. my skin looks better before. Exactly. Skin, I, post, I know, but <laughs> I skin is amazing. <laughs> before I would never, ever take a photo of myself or, or leave my house without makeup. 
Yeah. And now I don't know when last I've worn makeup. My hair has been growing like crazy. My state oh, wow. of mind is good. So mm-hmm. there's just so many positive benefits to putting all that goodness into your, yourself. So I do that through, um, you know, eating more, you know, natural green plant-based foods mm. and then also nurturing my body with the essential oils in, in different ways as mm. well. Yeah. And what are your top three essential oils? I'm sure all the listeners are wondering now. We all want great skin. We all want to feel good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I actually make this mix because this mix, I did it unintentionally, but when it came together, it completely changed my state of being. And this is the mix that actually in like really got me interested into essential oils. So um, the one day I was feeling like really down, very fatigued. I had no energy for work. Like I just couldn't mm. like, I'm like, oh, yeah, I you couldn't start I can't today. <laughs> I couldn't, I yeah. can't today. Anyway, so then I land up taking um, a bath and coincidentally I had bought these four essential oils and I decided mm. to mix three of them together. And um, it was a little bit of frankincense, a little bit of clary sage, Mm-hmm. and a little bit of Lang Lang. So nice. uh, frankincense is literally the king of essential oils. There's over 300 things that you can use it for, but sure. like um, it's a very healing and uplifting oil. Okay. Clary sage really uh, releases any negative emotions, toxicity Ooh. in your body, and it really clears out the way. It's also very uplifting. Mm. And then Lang Lang is very, very like nurturing mm. and it's a beautiful a smell soothing, also though. Soothing. Like yeah. Lang Lang smell. So now mm. I, yeah, so now I actually even mix those three um in other bottles for my friends and I give it to them as gifts because um, oh, and awesome. they all come back to me and they're like, Yo, <laughs> that mix, dude. What did you put in there? <laughs> But yeah, those are my top three. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Thanks, Is. I'm sure all the listeners now, we're all like, "Mm, where can we get our our frankincense, our clary sage and our lang lang? (laughs) Let's jump on this. Um, But this leads to our last question of the pod is, which is always the most exciting question. I love this question because I think it also just broadens everyone's mind around which women um, are doing good. You know, like who are the good women, the good role models that we should be following and also women that we should know. So my question to you is, which woman would you like to have at your dinner table and why? Mm. (laughs) So this is actually one of my coaches uh, at the moment. Her name is Regan Hillier. Mm-hmm. And um, she's a coach. She lives out in Costa Rica. She's from New Zealand now, but such a powerful goddess of yeah. a woman. And I really, it's, you know, it takes a lot for me to really, really like, like I admire lots of people, but mm. if there's like, you're like somebody that's like, oh my goodness, that's my role model. Yes. Um, it's Regan Hillier. And yeah, she's on Instagram and she runs phenomenal programs with her partner. Mm. I've actually just completed a 14 week coaching course with her and a partner um, online uh, during the lockdown yeah and she's just such a beautiful soul and then coincidentally I found out that her birthday is actually a day after mine oh crazy um, in October (laughs) yeah soul sisters sisters. that's yeah yeah I totally feel like she's my soul sister and Mm. I know that I'm gonna meet her one day but she's a woman that I would love to have I'm, I'm planning to go to one of the retreats I think next year oh lovely um 
Like I love it when when you meet someone, whether I guess personally or just through your interests. But the moment that you have a conversation, you instantly connect to us. Wow, we have the same energy. You can just feel yeah. it. It's that palpableness yeah. of knowing like, I don't need to know a lot about you, but I'm sure we'll get on like 100%. Yeah. I really want to thank you for, I know, receiving your email and looking at the topic that you sent. And I was like, oh my word. And this is what I want to be speaking about now. Mm. Because I also just felt like everything aligned just for me to speak into these type of elements, which are are really important. So thank you Mm. for the topic. Thank you for the topic, because I know that you're interviewing different people and getting different perspectives. Mm. um, But I think this was just the right one for me. Yeah. So thank you. Yeah. No, thank you for being you. This is why I asked you to do the pod, girl. Because I was like, this is <laughs> Island Street. This is Island. <laughs> um, couldn't yeah. have to- spoken about this with anyone else. Um, but yeah, is this actually brings us to the end of our show. Thank you for thank you for taking the time and sharing the space. I've really enjoyed our conversation today. And for the listeners, you can reach Islin on Instagram or visit her website, EslinOlivia.com. I'll pop all the handles down below and feel free to leave your comments. We'd love to hear how you're fostering meaningful relationships while being mindful and empathetic. Thanks for listening to Her Bold Story. And remember, be bold, be brave, and be inspired. Thanks so much, Is. Thank this you. Awesome. Thank you. Really... That was awesome. I hope you enjoyed listening to this episode as much as I did. And remember, we release a new episode on the 8th of every month. So don't forget to subscribe via Spotify, Apple, Stitcher and many more. You don't want to miss out. Her Bold Story In proud association with 168FM